Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But Af- We're Afraid to you Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, and there's a brand new one that he's adding to the list called The Bad Boss Brief. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Now today we are looking ahead to UFC Vegas 69, but first... Let's look back and see how we did on last night's card. And you know what? We all had a good run last night. Eugene, you had just one wrong because you picked Josh Emmett. But you got three right. You know, you went well, okay. three and one. Jesus. Jesus. John how and I, you uh, John, you went four and oh, and I went three and oh. So you and I tied for first on that one. That's not really a tie. That is actually a tie. It's 100%. We, we, we got the we have the net the net plus minus system now too that we can use as the tiebreaker. Oh sure, let's go ahead and do that. We're in a new yeah, year. So. Yes, let's, John. Well, not for the year, just for this event. <laughs> <laughs> What are you eating already, Eugene? What is that? Not that. Don't worry about me. You worry about you and your lousy picks. Hey, Eugene, I'm kind of curious what you got, though. Can I know? Nah, nothing. A piece of bread I put in my mouth. I'm dying over here. When I can't eat, John can eat all he wants out behind 7-Eleven. I take a bite of bread and I I get lambasted. Oh, you know what? I don't mind. How about that? I just uh, like to hey, know did, what did, you're John, having. Who, who shared that stat with us about about the numbers of 7-Elevens that have had cars drive through the windows? Oh, I can't remember. What? Yeah. What? Was, what? Uh, what? Back up. There's a, what? <laughs> there, there's a very important, that's a very important stat because uh, apparently there's a couple, what is it? Uh, oh, I know it was Chairman Mao, political cat or grumpy cat. Oh, yeah, political, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, cat. yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, over I guess it was there's w- over one car per day on average drives through the storefronts of a Seven Eleven in the U.S. Wow, <laughs> which is why John and I hang around back by the juniper bushes because they're, we're experts. That's what the that's a pro tip right there for you people. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh my goodness! See, I was trying to give you that uh, that moment there, Eugene, where you could totally crap on John by going, "Yes, yeah, Steph, I'll tell you what I'm having to eat. I just won't tell John." No, 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 but no. You, you I missed a piece it. of bread, I, you know. I, but you know, keep, keep in mind, I got people who absolutely flip out on the show stomper 
if I take a bite or something or drink something on the air. So then I, I double down. I just start eating whole meals on the air. <laughs> and then they, they, they then they quit the show. And then I'll go back to doing it without the food. And then I'll forget and take a bite of something. And they'll flip out again. So I have to repeat the whole cycle. So. Hey, but it's fun. Lexi, um, if the shoe fits, he, he enjoys when you eat. Because we bring in a whole new audience of weird perverts that love watching people eat on air. So... <laughs> Which I think is called mukbang. Yeah, I mean the name alone right there is kind of disturbing. But, Wait, uh, all this yeah, is that yeah. real? Yes, it is. And it's it really is. called that. Yeah, it's like a, it's not even a, a fetish so much. It's like there's special sites where you could just watch people eat. And I think this is like it's like the there there people can rent their laps in Japan. I think it's just an indication of how lonely and screwed up people. Well, I'm not going to pass judgment. Let's just say lonely people are that they actually want to duplicate the sensation of having a family dinner by looking at people eating on the Internet. You know, oh, that's so sad. My gosh. And it's not I, I and I stay away from calling it a fetish because it's not just men watching women. Right. It's just people watching people, women watching women, women watching men. The, the object you just watch somebody eat. That's yeah, it. does, does the not seem sexual. Connection, a... really. Yeah. I mean, it's to to sort of give the illusion of people being connected. Wow, yeah. that's actually. I, I wouldn't call that a fetish either. You're pretty right on that. Yeah, well, so it's just a... lonely, lonely yeah. people. But did you read that article I sent you guys about the the guy that does that and how bad it made his life because what the fan base does? No, oh, I know. Oh, the reverse, really? Because we should be talking fights, but really quick. There's a, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a, a vegan guy that started a website, a video uh, channel talking about, you know, different vegan recipes. Then he changed. He got sick, so he stopped eating a vegan, started eating other stuff, and he found people would react more to his videos where he's eating. And then the fan base on the videos would keep asking him to eat more and more. And so this guy, this small, this, you know, this soft-spoken, um, peacenik kind of guy, became kind of a cruel, harsh guy that gained like 200 pounds, but suddenly went up to like over almost 400 pounds, just monstrous in size, because he eat nonstop all the items on a menu, because that's what people were asking him to do. And then yeah. that's where his money is, so... Yeah, that's weird. That's anyway. Wow. <laughs> to talk about taking a left turn there—that's terrible. Mm -hmm. All right. So first thing we're gonna do is we are gonna look back at last night's card, and it was pretty good. I was—I uh, watched the card. I didn't catch the first two fights. I will mm. tell you that, but uh, I. The rest of them I caught, and I gotta say, I wish I had gotten on board with the both of you when you picked Loma, but I have yep. uh, I have not picked her. I didn't pick this fight at all, but I wish I had because her come from behind win. I mean, Elise was tuning her up all round one. So for her, yeah, I was I was kind of gripping round... at that point. I was like, oh, please, because I was I, I was like standing out. I felt I couldn't remember whether John had picked her or not. Yes, but I felt like ah, I'm favorite. standing out in the field all alone here. No, both of you picked her because that's John's favorite uh, lady fighter. Uh, well, I wouldn't say my favorite, but one I like. One I, I appreciate her effort. Like. So, but I uh, I tuned in specifically for that on the prelims. I did. I, I got to watch that whole fight. So it was good, right? That cause she definitely was getting beat up in the first round. Oh, oh yeah, but then it was amazing. She turned around and she beat the mm -hmm. crap out of her after that. So I was uh, yeah. impressive performance by Loma. I thought for sure. I loved the submission too, man. She was she was phenomenal. I loved it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and Eugene, that had to make you feel good too. That was yeah, a sweet. Yeah, yeah. Naked I, I thought I was off to a good night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we uh, 
we should have started at the top. So June, forgive me for that. I am going to go back and start at the top. I was just really excited about Loma Lukbunmi. So we will start at the top here. Islam Makachev. Yeah. Guys, how did you see the fight? I had it Islam winning three three to two. Uh, I, I did not have him winning. Okay, I, tell me. I, I did not me. have him winning. Uh, I, 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 well, ahead, I had, I'll let you go, but I'm just going to say I had Islam winning. But it was a really close fight. Yes. And if it was under the pride rules, I thought Volkanovski won under yes. pride. Yes, yes. But since we're not under the pride rules. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to tell you, I have to tell you, um, the first thought in my mind, because you know that I'm a big Holloway stan, was, you know, I, now you know what it feels like. <laughs> You know, uh, it, but I did, I did, even though Islam was my pick, um, I really wanted Volkanovsky to shit in the middle of the Dagestani oh, cake, and uh, and I think he did. Yeah, I. it's not that I wanted him to shit in the As- is- Islam's cake, it's just that it's hard not to root for Volkanovsky. He's a fun guy, he's a nice guy, he doesn't... Um, he doesn't stand out for being a shitbag or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Bites his ass off. Not, still, not yet. Still has. <laughs> yeah, I know. The paranoia makes yeah. me say not yet, but it's so far, so yeah, so far so good. It, and he yes. seems, he actually seems savvy enough in, in regards to media. Like I don't know if you saw that thing where the guy's interviewing him, and the guy said, "Hey, can I hold your hand while we do the interview?" And he just kind of looked at the guy. I was like, "Are we going there? Is that? Is that?" <laughs> In other words, whether you're pranking me or not, let's just deal with the reality of the moment. Is this what we're going to do? And, and it was it was a real clever way of he's, he's smarter than the average bear. So he's growing on me. Yeah. And his stand up is really crispy. But you know what? Here's the thing. Islam beat him in the stand up where we thought that Volkanovsky would win. And Vol- Volkanovsky... Was- not, not looking at the numbers. Yeah, but I feel like the more... Hmm. He, he, he definitely rocked Volkanovsky, yeah, I think, more I, I, than Volkanovsky rocked him. I, I just feel like the more impactful blows were landed by Islam, though. And further, um, outside... Actually, of- that the, the numbers, if you talk about significant strikes, the numbers don't bear that out either, but go ahead. Well, so significant strikes don't mean, like, the pure power strikes ha- either. Yeah. They're, not, mm. they're not strikes that drop you. They're just strikes that are full flush into more threatening yeah, okay. areas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. that, that, that's always been up for debate. Uh, the because I used to do some some of the the strike counting way back when for when counter mm. used to used to pick it up and it's really hard and sometimes I would have to go back and watch a fight a second time to make sure that the, the numbers that I was turning in were proper were were correct mm-hmm. it's hard to mm-hmm. to determine what a flush punch is. So I, I kind of look mm. at that. And for me, my eyes need to see what kind of damage is happening. And it felt to okay. me like Islam's punches were a little more impactful. That's all. Um, Alex, outside of round four, when Islam took the round off, basically, and held him in that body lock, uh, Alex mm. did pretty good against Islam's wrestling. There is no doubt that there were a lot of people out there that just predicted immediately that Islam was going to be the first one to choke him out. That did not happen. That sort of made me super happy. I would like to see this fight again because I had it so close that if you had given it to Volkanovsky, I wouldn't have said a word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I thought um, two rounds were really clear, for mm-hmm. one for each of them. 
the other three were more toss-ups. But I, I thought, I mean, look, the, the striking is like, I thought Volkanovsky was the better, you can tell he's the better striker, but Makachev was much better, I think, than people thought he would do in, in that department. Mm-hmm. And every time he did a good counter, it was, he really caught a flush sometimes on the counter, really well done. And, uh, but the the other thing I thought was really surprising is I thought the way he was grinding, Makachev was grinding Volkanovsky that by the end, I thought, oh, Volkanovsky would be tired, but the reverse was Volkanovsky looked like he was fresh as hell at that Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was a very, you know what? Let them go back, defend their titles each, one, two fights, and then do it again. I'm all, I'm ready to see that fight again. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I love the idea of seeing it again for sure. Now, I want to read yep. to you guys a, a couple of tweets. <laughs> hold on one second i gotta get alexander's tweet because they go together and it cracked me up uh and eugene will find find it funny uh it's gotta mention nuts it doesn't mention nuts but i I thought i thought i thought you had my number i i don't have your number i'm sorry Mm. (laughs) not today anyways hold on you want to make you want to make me laugh mention the nuts well, I'm trying. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> but basically, I want to read to you guys the tweets where they watch their own fight back. Oh. Okay. So this is what Alex said. Just watch the fight. I definitely think I won rounds two, three, and five. I'm surprised I didn't get my hand raised. Let's do the rematch anywhere, anytime. I love the, mm-hmm. the healthy way he looked at that. He didn't talk, talk shit. He just said, yo, I think I won. Let's do it again. So this yep. is how he did it. Man, I, I can't help but laugh. Islam is funny as shit. I ain't gonna lie. He said, just watch the tape. And I, and I have to be fair, out of 25 minutes, Volk got the last one minute. <laughs> yeah. Eugene, that's got to make you laugh because that's so you. <laughs> yeah, uh, may, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, it, I've I myself in my nine and two career of sm- MMA smokers have never had anything. Our smokers weren't done to judges' cards, so I don't. I've never fought a close fight. I don't know what that's like, but. Um, I guess I mean I guess that point you know you you it's a shrug right mm-hmm. I mean if it's that close you go I go ah well you did and then you kind of say you resign yourself to a rematch I got work to do when you go back so yeah I could see joking about that that's kind of fine but I, I just like the what I like if it's an act if he's doing it as an act which is great is the whole idea of almost the pro wrestler like whatever I do is perfect like I will give my guy my opponent no credit whatsoever kind of the you know what? the the, the Rick Flair Nick Bachwinkle school of right the, right, guys right right where in my class you know also this this shits on what I was saying before when I was saying there's something kind of humorless about the the Dagestani thing and I've been watching you know I've been on the lead up to it I was watching they on Instagram they had the Islam Makachev prank reel you know so he's actually kind of a funny guy he's he's they're, they're, you know they're not all cut from the same cloth he's got kind of a, a mischievous sense of humor and so that that's that that much is good you know yeah one, um, one, I don't, oh, I don't like the thumb on the scale it was so heavy on the scale I felt from the UFC's point of view for, for Islam that yeah. I'm like, even though there was that weird moment where it was clear that, that the bald one was forgetting his name. and you know, <laughs> But that was pretty know. petty. Let me tell you why that was petty because Islam had just a few days before 
yes. to that the UFC was not properly promoting this card, and he was yes, right. right. This card was yep. absolute trash. It wasn't prom- promoted at all. And yep. that, that fight was more important, in my opinion, than most other fights that unify t- two different um, belts. Because right. these two were vying for pound-for-pound pound status as well. There is no question that featherweight is the division. This is where all the top dogs are just nipping at each other all the time. You never know where it's going. So, yeah. <clears throat> except for well, Volkanovski. I mean, Yer Rodriguez looked marvelous last night, but the idea of him fighting Volkanovski, I already know who's winning that fight. Volkanovski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I um two two things about that. Uh one is uh about the promotion. I think I mean the promotion was probably very solid in Australia. Sure. From all accounts, it did record numbers. So my guess is and this is because the UFC has so much contractual revenue. They're like, we are going to just collect the, the guaranteed paycheck we get from ESPN here in the U.S. and just focus on the, the variable money from Australia, which hurts, which doesn't hurt the UFC. That's great because they save money, but it hurts the fighters that's trying to build their brand in the in America. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is the talk of pound for pound. People are like, well, now Islam Makhchev is the clear pound for pound number one. I'm like. Well, that kind of goes against pound for pound. Pound for pound, if they're the same size, this guy moved up and basically fought him to a standstill. Doesn't that kind of say that uh, Volkanovski's still number one pound for pound? Yeah. And see, that's how I looked at it last night. To me, Alex came out of that much shinier, even in the loss. So, I mean, I I don't know. I just think that um, I want to see it again immediately. Uh, let's just say that I want to see it again right off the bat. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. up divisions or whatever. I, it was a I, fantastic they, they, they have They have mandatories they have to defend against. We got to remember. Oh wait, there's no mandatory. Never That's mind. Right. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Yer Rodriguez and Josh Emmett because this was also a great fight, but it was uh, not a long fight, which is unusual because Josh Emmett is known. I mean, his whole bread and butter is how tough he is, how, yeah, how yeah. grueling he can make a fight. And you know what? Your Rodriguez turned in a career best performance against a guy that does not fall like that, that does yeah. not get choked out like that. Man, that was just beautiful. And Eugene, that had to make yeah. you happy. Yeah, it made me happy, even though I, yeah, I didn't, you know, I mean, look, uh, what made me happiest was what he said to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was that was solid, and that was you know the recognition of it of a big real brotherhood, us versus. He goes, those thoughts in your head right now, get them out, get them the fuck out of your head. Like don't you know, do not whatever you're thinking right now about this loss. Get that that was yesterday. Forget him. You know, I mean that was in essence. It seemed like what he was saying, and I thought that was really solid. You know, um, I mean, you always wonder what they're saying when they're kind of going over. You know, like what could you possibly say in that moment to make me feel better? But that that definitely was one. You know, one of the things that uh, I, I thought that, that was. I don't know. It made me really happy. Yeah, you know, years growth both as a fighter and personally. You can watch him from fight to fight. He's grown up in front of us, man. I just love that. John, what did you think of the fight? Because this was a good one. Oh, I mean, I thought Yair was incredibly impressive. It was 
What's funny is even though Yair kicked the crap out of him, Emmett had his mo- Emmett had a chance to win this fight. And that yes, was mm-hmm. it's weird to see a fight that's kind of like, oh, it's one-sided ass kicking, yet was still up in the air. You know, so that it was entertaining in I guess that part, but Yair is just those body kicks and stuff were just I God, those are some of the most brutal body kicks I've seen in a while. You can see him mm-hmm. just crumpling from them. So yeah. it was a, I, I don't know what else to say. It was a super, super, super impressive performance. And uh, uh, God, I mean, I kind of want to see Yair against, no, I, that was actually, that was bad for his brain, but a Max Holloway rematch just to see if he, he's, he's improved since then. But uh, yes. that I'm was a lot sure of punches in that fight. He seems to go back to the drawing board between each fight to, to try and get better. And it, it shows so I liked it. Thought it was an excellent fight. Now we get to my pe- my favorite performance on the entire card. I mean, Jack Della Maddalena, boy, oh boy, my he's like an insta fave. I love his fight style. I love how strong and powerful he is. I love how aggressive he is and how technical he is. His boxing is amazing. John, I'm going to start with you because this had to appeal to the boxing fan in you. That was, I mean, it's funny he got a submission, but I would rate that a, a KO. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. body did a whole like weird, you know, the dance from uh, "Live and Let Die" from the. Uh, <laughs> <guy there. laughs> so when he, when he got nailed, he went. I mean, it was a, to me it was like the fight's over. It's a KO, and then he submitted him. With the, I mean, the rear naked choke was just like, okay, let's put him on his misery in a in a in a non damaging way, less damaging way. But uh, yeah, it was uh it was he looked really good. I mean, really good. They got a new Australian star. Right. So mm-hmm. it's exactly what they want. Build up the next guy down there. So and it's not even that he you don't even have to put the Australian moniker on front of it because we have a new star, period. It doesn't even matter where he's from. This dude is worth watching. And boy, his his star is really shining bright and it's got a lot higher to go. I think he's I think he's a future champ. Eugene. It's yeah, that's insane. I thought you were talking about me for a second, so I, I, I start to zone out. You're already an established champion. Come on, what more do you want? Yeah, okay. No, I just I just got confused. Yeah, yeah, no, man. Um, yeah, that that. Um, uh, however, on the other hand, the guy he beat, uh, you know, is good. I mean, that's the thing. Randy Brown hung in there pretty strong. Was on a yeah. Against good guys, but it's like we discussed last week. Randy struggles to get his wins. Jack Delacroix yeah. does not. He wiped out Randy Brown as he should. Randy Brown yep. was right on the cusp of being in the rankings. That's why he said, "I want a ranked guy next." Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep. John, yeah. thoughts real quick. Oh, I just gave. That was one I know, side. but you started I, to say something else when I. Oh, I, yeah, I can't. You know, I can't remember what I was saying. I just uh, it was. I, Jack, you know, he's an impressive fighter. I look forward to watching Randy Brown. You know, actually, what you're saying about the um, him, you know, Randy barely won wins his fight, but keeps winning. He has an impressive record. And Jack, are, are you like starting the car manually with a crank? What is going on over there? But, uh, right, come on, I moved one set, <laughs> one inch. What I got to hold perfectly still with you? Yeah, come right. on. Just uh, I'm just wondering what's going on over there, but uh, but on this, there's one thing you notice in this this um, fighters rising in the ranks. If they're barely winning, it's a, it's good to stay in the promotion, mm-hmm. but that's probably a sign that you are not going to go super high right. because you expect guys just to floor the competition unless they're facing other top guys. 
if they're not flooring the competition, by the time they get up in that top 15, top 10 ranking spot, then they're not going to go any higher because that you're the level of competition. They've already shown that they cannot compete at that level. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo, old Trinaldo, you know, he, he just barely got that. Well, he, uh, yeah, I would say that it was kind of, you know, iffy there at moments. Chaos Williams, that was a split. Chaos Williams has shown that his ceiling is very limited. Jared Gooden went to a decision. Now he did get the um the the one arm rear naked choke over Alex Oliveira in, in the first round. But you know, before that he lost to Vicente Luque. Um and then he beat Warley Alves and Brian Barbarina, but he lost to Nico Price. Um that was the mm-hmm. one that he lost where Nico Price um was <laughs> was on the bottom and yeah I I believe that Randy was on top and Nico knocked him out and he like passed out right on top of him. So I mean yeah. Nico Price beat him. Okay. Nico Price is another middle of the pack fighter. So I mean, it just seems like it's been a struggle for him to to even get past the middle of the pack guys. So well, when he meets it, yeah. Jack yeah. Della Madalena, it's like John said, you know, you expect him to he, this is a kill or be killed situation here. And boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm just gonna show you though, if you have an impressive record, if you both guys are five and oh, mm. it's like one guy's five and oh can be a lot more impressive the way he's running through his opponents. Exactly. So. Yeah, 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 Next yeah, yeah. up, yeah. we have Justin Toffa absolutely smoking Parker Porter. That was a a very nice basic walk off KO. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't watch it, but I got a notification from uh, someone on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember his name. He has like one of those uh, heavy metal album skeleton with the helmets. Uh, uh, Oh, what is his name? Oh, well, anyways, but he just gave me an update. The, the Spider-Ham photo, the Parker Porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Peter Porker was fighting, and I guess it <laughs> went as well as we thought it would go. All right. Yeah. Now, I got to ask you guys. Jimmy Crute, Alonzo Minifield. That was, wow, what a slobber knocker. <laughs> I got to, this, this I, fight. I didn't see it, so. Okay, this fight, uh, I'll just break it down really quick. It was... Ooh, Alonzo Minifield had this fight won early on, and I don't know what happened, but he let Jimmy Crute get over on him. This fight shouldn't have been a majority draw. Alonzo Minifield shit the bed and let an absolutely exhausted Jimmy Crute, a Jimmy Crute with no quit in him that was out on his feet and was just taking so much damage. He let him get him on the ground and out grapple him. And so this fight ended up a majority draw. And it's a fight that a lot of people want to see run back, but I do not because I don't like to see Jimmy Crute take that kind of punishment. I really don't to uh, eke out Mm. A, a majority draw over an Alonzo Minifield. I mean, if you could have seen this fight, it would yeah. made both of you cringe. And I made a comment. Well, we, we didn't it. care about it, right? So We didn't, but I mean, this is the fight. Jimmy Crude is the kind of guy that 
when John's breaking down how absolutely shitty fighter pay is and how restrictive the, the contracts yeah. are, Jimmy Green yeah. is the guy you look at and you say, God, I wish they paid their fighters better. That dude just took a, yeah. a monumental yeah. ass whipping for peanuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. It really, I know, I know. And, and and it's funny. It's funny you should mention that. That is actually precisely what was going through my head. It's like, it's like again. I, you know, you can hold off feeling. Ba- I, I know people don't want to. If you're listening, if you're this deep in the show, you don't want to hear us me express this opinion. But it gets to be hard. To it gets it, it gets to be hard. You know. I mean. So it's like at this point now, you're not just paying the fighters to pay the fighters. You're actually paying the fighters to. To pay, you're paying for a portion of the audience for who's paying attention to this stuff to not be bothered by it. I could enjoy it, but you know, thinking about so, I, am I taking it? What kind of ass whipping would I take for twelve thousand dollars? And if you're if you're twenty, that sounds like a lot of money. But twelve thousand dollars after taxes in America and your team and stuff, that's not a lot of money for stuff that you're never going to get back. So screw that, you know. Yeah, Jimmy Crude is 26, but I bet he's got the wear and tear of a 50-year-old on him at this point. I don't know. I just I didn't yeah. want, I don't ha, I don't like the idea of them running that back so that Jimmy Crute can get tuned up to the point that he's out on his feet only to shoot for a bunch of takedowns and win enough of the grappling for this to happen again. I just I it's not worth it to me. Um, next up, Modestus yep, Bukowskis yep. uh, got the decision over Tyson Pedro. And, uh, you know, that was a fight that happened. Uh, <laughs> Joshua Koulibal, though. Yeah. Okay. Oh, getting that rear naked choke over Melsic Bagdasarian. Uh, Bagdasarian was the favorite going into that. Koulibal is a good fighter. Man, he flies under the radar, but he's really, really good. Very savvy in there. I like this fight a whole lot. Uh, Eugene, did you get to see mm, it? Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay. I, I, I did not. Just I was on a beach. That you might like the setup was sweet. Everything was nice. You you would probably dig that. Uh, even if you just caught that mm, little mm. bit, uh, just, just a little bit of the, the submission itself. But the fight wasn't too bad at all. I liked it. So anyways, mm, Clinton Rod- Rodriguez. Um, getting the knockout over Shannon Ross, bing, bang, boom, didn't take, but 59 seconds. And then before that, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) And then right before that, we had Jamie Malarkey taking a good decision for Francisco Prado. It was a nice fight. Jack Jenkins taking the unanimous over Don Shanus. Didn't have a problem with that fight either. Of course, our Loma Lokbunmi getting the come from behind win with the rear naked choke. Before that, we had Blake Builder defeating Shane Young in a slight upset and Elvis Brenner in a split decision upset over Zubera Tuhulov. I don't agree that this was a split. I think Tuhulov should have won. I felt like he won the second round, but apparently... Uh, that's not the uh, general consensus. So we end up with Elvis Brenner taking the win. All right. So that mm-hmm. takes us into UFC Vegas 69, and it is a terrible card. I'm just going to put that out there right now. But Eugene, we do need mm-hmm. the disclaimer. 
crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, malingerers, work shy individuals, fault finders. It's less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marketing you have to wait put behind you by the overlords of the now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the UFC. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us, bedwetters. Now, this fight, uh, this fight card was a lot better than it appears, but there were so many cancellations. Let me read to you just, just a few of them. Okay, we were supposed to get, first of all, in the main event, it was supposed to be Tyla Santos, the one that many believe beat Valentina. Um, she was supposed to take on Aaron Blanchfield. That was going to be a banger, but she had, Tyler Santos had visa issues. So that fight scratched. Uh, we end up with Aaron Blanchfield taking on Jessica Andrade. So immediately that becomes a very important fight. So that is, that is the fight. <laughs> uh, then we had, mm. um, let's see here, Joe Selecki uh, versus ben Benoit St. Denis. That one got canceled because of an injury to St. Denis. Gerald Mearshart was going to fight. And um, he, the guy who was going to fight, Abus Magomedov, he had visa issues. Jim Miller was going to fight Gabriel Benitez, but Benitez withdrew with who knows why it's not listed here. Marlon Vera. We're supposed to take on Corey Sandhagen. That got rescheduled. Carlston Harris was supposed to take on Ramiz Brahimaj. Brahimaj got injured. So this whole card had so much happen to it. Wait till you hear how bad this is. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's start at the bottom. At 145, Jamal Emmers taking on Kusain Askabov. 23-0 bantamweight, hails from worldwide, and is 23-0 from most of his fights being in a promotion called WWFC. So 23-0 against a bunch of guys I've not heard of, don't know anything about, but he's taken on Jamal Emmers. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. John Nash? Nah. All right. Next up. At 170, A.J. Fletcher taking on South African welterweight Themba Gorimbo or Temba Gorimbo. And, um, yeah, Great name. I don't know either of these gents. I, I recognize A.J. Fletcher. I do. But I mean, I'm he's so far down the list. I, I'm, it's not a care for me. So do you want to do you want to know where this I don't fight, care this fight? These fighters rank on fight matrix. Oh, nine, we're, we're, we're talking about. <laughs> no, no. The, we were talking the 238th ranked welterweight versus the 263rd ranked welterweight in the world. Oh, so goodness. very top notch. Yeah. Right very top notch. All right. So yeah. I'm gonna. I'm so gonna I don't guess care that uh, John Nash doesn't care either. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm kind of engrossed now that them. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have OSP taking on Felipe Linz. At 205, oh, I don't care. My God, I really don't care. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't care. I, 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 you, it was almost a dark star moment there with the uh, with OSP. OSP. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> but then, then, then I remember, then I remember what I remembered about that guy, and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> he's omega, he's omega sci-fi, but that's that's not that's not enough. <laughs> 
honestly was thinking he retired a while ago, a little while ago, but uh, I guess I was wrong. But no, they're outside relevancy mm-hmm. in the ranking and trending in the wrong direction. So no. All right. Next up at women's bantamweight, Lena Landsberg taking on Myra Bueno Silva. I don't care. Very, very much outside yeah, I don't care. relevancy for me. So I no, no, no. Lena Landsberg has not done much. All right. Next up, except 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 to make make me think of Lena Zavarona, who you might remember from you know TV in the late sixties. Put another nickel in in the Nickelodeon. I got me there, yeah. buddy. I'm, I'm alone here. I yeah. guess I am alone here. All right. All right, so let me take Eugene out of his misery and take him straight into fresh men's flyweight hell. Who won Camilo Ronderos versus Clayton Carpenter? <laughs> if I was a carpenter, <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't even know these names. Like, who are these people? John. Where is the fight? Where is the fight? It's at it's at the Apex Center in Vegas. It's it's UFC Vegas sixty nine. Uh-huh. See, this I is mean, what happens when you pay switch all your attention to the professional slap league. Exactly. Thank you. But anyways, um... <laughs> I mean, Clayton Carpenter might be. He's you know he's a as a young guy he was on contender I guess and he's undefeated so maybe he's good. I mean, this is what should be on prelims. What makes it bad is the UFC makes a big deal about broadcasting their prelims and saying, oh, you got to watch this instead of. I would put it in the if it's a dark match. I think this would be perfectly acceptable as a. But no, where UFC is trying to sell that every fight is the best fights in the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, Nazim Sadikov taking on Evan Elder. I don't care. This is at one fifty-five. No, no, I don't care. Now the stakes are too high. I can't care. Okay, I marked this one because I was looking at Fight Matrix earlier, as I always do. And um, this is the 346th ranked lightweight in the world versus the 468th ranked lightweight in the world. See, my 900 number is getting closer if we combine the two. (laughs) All right, Mm -hmm. I lied. There are two fights on this card that I care about. God dang it, two in total. Uh, And this, this next fight is one of them. And it's simply because I am team Jim Miller, as I know that Eugene and both are. And Jim Miller is on a good streak. And here's the thing. Jim Miller breaks guys like Alexander Hernandez. And I feel bad for Hernandez because he's a tough guy, but man, he's not built for the UFC, either at lightweight or at featherweight. He couldn't get his wins at lightweight. So he dropped to featherweight thinking, okay, I should be able to do it here. I should be the bigger guy. Got promptly got his ass handed to him. So here he is back at 155 getting ready to meet the toughest guy oh my goodness man jim miller is gonna give him that work i got jim miller in this yep. gentlemen i i'm just yep. you have seen yep. really of all the fighters they're really treating jim miller you know as a veteran you know usually they put him on the slab and just let him throw him out to the, the lions but jim miller gets to he gets to be a gatekeeper not to the top but like hey if you can't be me you get out of the ufc so he gets the guys at the very bottom well, he's also getting the highly touted prospects because that dude Mota that he beat, um, that guy yep. came in on a 12-0 and record and he ah. had good wins. And Jim Miller knocked yep. him right the fuck out. Quickly. Nick uh, well, I, I, yeah. yep. 
But I'm just saying, of all the guys, he's not getting fed to pure monsters where no. other guys get that happens to them. It's like they're really treat they're doing they're doing them a nice. They're doing them a, 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 a give them a good shake here. And god dang it, I, I technically I don't like this fight and I don't care because it's not relevant. And Miller's way over the hill compared to when he was at his peak when he was one of the best. But but I do kind of care because it's just this, you know, Miller going out in his old age, beating young guys. It's kind of enjoyable. So I'm picking Miller. It is. And Team old guy. Team old guy. He's such a funny guy, too. I mean, he has a, a video out this week and he goes, guys, I've got some really bad news. Terrible news. And he's got this full mop of hair. I mean, it's getting long. He said, my wife is forcing me mm. to get a haircut and I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's just the way that it's so serious it's pretty funny but i like it jim's grown so much um he's learned how to use his social media very very savvy i just like him a lot he's he's a good 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 guy and i've yep. interviewed him yep. a bunch yep. Yep. so okay yep. next up josh parisian taking on jamal pogay uh, or pogues and this is at 265 so i immediately do not care yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, not outside, way outside relevancy. All right. Next up, we have the action figure William Knight taking on Marcin Prachnio. Good God. I didn't even know he was still in the UFC. That's a dark <clears> star name, but I don't care. It's a 205. I don't care. These are so far out of relevancy. Yep. 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 I, yeah. I hate to turn my back. I think he's but, yeah, Polish, but I don't care. I don't, I don't care lower ranked light heavyweights uh that are i think are not even 500 in the last five boy sign me up <laughs> no no don't yeah. care all right co-main event time zach Pagwe- Pauga versus jordan mm. wright this is at oh 205 and um guess what i, uh, I don't care yeah yeah i mean jordan wright got my attention but yeah i don't care Zach Pauga had a pretty pretty fun fight, I believe, the last time he fought. But again, the, the mm-hmm. relevancy, I mean, wow. And I, he lost that, that. Oh, I take that back. That's why I remember him. He got knocked out by Muhammad Usman in round two in his last fight. But I believe he mm-hmm. gave Muhammad a pretty good fight up until that knockout. I think they went helper leather mm-hmm. a little bit. If, if I remember, yeah, I think they did. So, yeah, I mean, mm. that's the only reason why I remember his name. Uh, yes, like uh, Eugene, I do recognize Jordan Wright, but, I mean, this fight doesn't matter. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Nash? Yeah. I, I, you know how they used to have subtitles for all the shows? Like, you know, like uh, <laughs> uh, UFC Bad Blood. This should be UFC meeting our contractual obligations. Yes, that's, that's basically what they do. They're yeah. collecting their paycheck. They're collecting the money from ES. They're, they're collecting millions from ESPN for this this card. Yeah. Millions from ESPN. I for heard this what card, you were no. gonna say for this shit, yep. and then you yep. stop yourself. You said for this card. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Yeah, he, he 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 doesn't wear blue. Yeah, it's a morning show here where you know there's the there's the elderly are listening and killed kids. But no, I don't care about this fight. I mean, you know, I mean, hey, nothing against the fighters, good for them for trying, but it's not as a fan, you gotta give me more. Yep. All right. So we're at the main event, yep. and it's yep. a truly good main event. I, I am not gonna lie. It's Jessica Andrade, Aaron Blanchfield. It is a fight that matters. This is women's flyweight. 
holy guacamole. I mean, wow, what a fight. I gotta take Andrade here based on sheer power alone, but she's got a one-hitter quitter. She's got incredible wrestling. She's the full package, but if anybody's gonna beat her that's on the come-up, Erin Blanchfield is a good name to start with. I'm taking Jessica Andrade, but I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Blanchfield somehow pulled this off because she is a dynamic girl and she looks like she might be a future champ at some point. I, I really like what I'm seeing from her, but I gotta I gotta stick with Andrade here. Gentlemen. Uh well I, I wanted Tilla Santos to be on the card because then we could talk we could we could use that as a way to hype up our video that we did when we went through her contract a couple of weeks ago. So but no, she's not on the card. So we can't pitch that video when we go through a UFC contract. That's her contract. Uh but I am uh but I, I gotta go with the drive because as much as Aaron Blanchfield looks great, it was Molly Malone she beat up last time. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, not yeah. a proven not a proven commodity yet. And I like the way I cut off you. Yeah, yeah. just ready to talk, and I got right. I don't know who go. Molly Malone is, but if you were try, <laughs> trying to say Molly, Molly, Molly McCann, Molly, the Molly Malones were, uh, well, you know, but if you were trying to say up. Meatball Molly McCann, yep. that would that would be, yeah. All right. So. Yeah, listen, listen. You you don't, you don't have to you don't have to worry about interrupting me because I. I am going to I'm I'm that guy at the table who's been winning all night and then decides to gamble it all on a flyer and I'm going to pick uh, uh Aaron just for the hell of it okay. and this is this is also the guy that you could be cluing in the cueing in the clown music in a few minutes and then he's walking away from the table with a sad you know sad face and going off to try to explain things to his wife but uh that's I I'm I'm I watched what Aaron did to uh, – it was the eye of the tiger thing that I was seeing that I liked with the Molly Meatball McCann thing. So I'm, I'm going to uh, – under normal circumstances, yeah, I'd pick Andrade, but not now. Hey, listen, if there is an upstart that's going to do it, Aaron's a perfect place to start. Really. She is good. Yep. I, yep. I definitely like what yep. I'm seeing from her. So this could be that moment where that she stands out. This could be it. And yeah. I, I mean, man, I'm looking forward to that fight. So there are two really good fights on this card between Jim Miller's fight and Jessica yeah. Andrade. Well, I, I don't know if I'd call Jim well, Miller's fight really yeah. good fight. Yeah, yeah, let's not get crazy. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask I, I, I mean, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you both a question. Is Jim Miller in the fight? Bing, bang, boom, done. It's a good fight. Uh, that's that's kind of a low standard. That's uh That's not a low standard. That's the yeah. highest of standards. Eugene, you're team old guy. Help me out here. I am team old guy, but if he was head if he was headlining this card, I would be soft on the card, you know? I mean, I like Jim Miller. I like seeing old guys hold it down, but this is not enough for me to to, you know, subjugate my Saturday night. I you know, I like I what what I'm interested in when I'm interested in old fighters, I'm interested in graceful exiting, you know. And that's him. Um, and 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 he's got it, yeah. he's got it. But that again, that's not enough for me to subjugate Saturday night. So, um, but still, but you know, but I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not crapping on the pick. It's a it's a care, right? 
But that's not the question I'm asking. I was trying to get you to go along with me asking? and just crap on John's oatmeal today. See, what, what is with you crap? I, you're my producer on my show, and yet you're <laughs> crapping on me. I don't know what this is about. What? This is all Oh, but about... there's so many there's so many there's so many things to dump on John about. I, oh, no. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't need this one, you know. <laughs> this was my way of sowing the seeds of discontent in here. I'm trying to make it a little spicy in here is all. Yeah, yeah it's a crap. Well, you could have seen I mean, you should you, you should have seen John where he just dragged the whole operation down on Tuesday in this really weird place. What happened? I, I don't even want to bring it up cuz I don't want to have I can't even talk about it. It was it was disturbing. How would you know you couldn't even get on the show? You couldn't even log in. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had problems on that on that toward the end, but I, enough so I got I pimped your act. It's the kind of thing where if we were standing in public, I would start inching away from him as he said what he said. <laughs> What? Now, I, now I'm curious what I said because I don't even know what I said. Yo, you need, you need, you you know that show. You should file a Freedom of Information Act uh, thing now because you know that show got you a file. Oh, wait, what? <clears throat> what is going on here? What am I missing? Hey, 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 hey! If you guys are not watching, if the shoes fit, go back this week. Watch John. Watch him and feel your skin he's, crawl. Oh, my God. He's trying to divert attention for how crappy his connection, how he can't even log on to a show properly. And he just he brought the whole thing to a yeah, This is uh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, the good thing is people will listen to it now. And at the end, they'll go, man, Eugene was right. <laughs> I mean, this is this is even creepier than the than, than John and Rose nominee. John, 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 you know, I just want to, I just want to cuddle her and hold her and cuddle her. What? This is this is even beyond that. You know? Yes, yeah, this is libel right here. This is uh, we're gonna. Have to... <laughs> John, I gotta know about. I got this. a long memory for that stuff. I I gotta know what what are we talking about with Rose and Emma Yunus? No, uh, that's a running game. Eugene, he thinks he thinks because I put her in the um I cannot remember who's the other guy the um Holodecky category. Remember Chris Holodeck? Holodecky? Hordesky? No, the the guy that had the it looks like he's eight years old. Yes, that's Chris Hordesky. That's how you Chris. That's how you pronounce. I couldn't. It's been a long time since the IFL days, people. So. But I put her in that category, and in Eugene's mind, that means I am, I am, I am obsessed with her. That she is my Natalie Portman from Leon, the professional. You were talking about hugging and cuddling and snuggling. <laughs> That's all I remember. Ah, yeah, there you go. There's a nervous laugh. There this, you go. There's a guy, Woody. There's a Woody Allen. This guy is shipping me into every relationship he can, and I don't, you know, I you should start a. <laughs> so, Chris, the Polish. <laughs> so, it's Chris, the Polish hammer, Hordecki, but his Hordecki, name is yeah. spelled Hordecki. But if you remember, and if you go back on a couple of the broadcasts, I'm almost positive that they pronounced it Hordecki. So, I just remember, remember when yeah, he got, I, yeah. I remember in IFL, he got his arm put behind him and the guy beat the crap out of him. And you're watching like this 12 year old boy is getting yes. the crap kicked out of him. And then worse and then a WEC, I can't remember who it was, ch- started chasing him around the ring and kicked him when he was running away from him. And you're thinking like, 
my God, they have a, a now he's 13, but he's like a 13 year old boy just got executed in the cage. I thought that was the end of the sport. I thought, how could you survive having children getting beat up on cages? That was Anthony and Chukwani that did that to him. Yeah, and his leg broke, and, and that's the punishment. Someone put a voodoo curse on him for doing that to a young boy. So, <laughs> oh, that, you know, some guy just told some guy just told me this great story. He got married in a uh, in a in a, a church uh, in Transylvania at Castle Dracula it, on the like down the hill from Castle Dracula is a church, and he got married in the church. What he didn't know is that it's anathema for a woman with tattoos to be married in this type of specific church that they had, right? So <laughs> his his wife, his bride, was wearing a sleeveless wedding dress, and it was visible, the tattoos were visible, and the Romas in attendance, I mean, they were just other people, they rented half the church, and the other half the church was like normal business. The Romas in attendance start whispering amongst themselves to see that she's got tattoos. And by the end of the wedding ceremony, they are screaming and shouting at her curses in Roma. Right. And one woman jumps out and goes, I curse this wedding within 10 days. He is divorced. Wow. That's a, that's an effect. Everything that could go wrong, everything that could go wrong from the point of view of the curse we began to go wrong. The bride suddenly fell sick. Honeymoon was ruined. Passport was lost. But the bing, but a bang, but a bing. By the time the plane landed back in, in in New York City, they were like, "I think we're done." Yeah, I yeah, we're done. And that was it. Hmm. Don't right. mess with those curses. Those curses. There so, you go. I got a, one last question for you. Well, who, well, who knew? Who knew? Who knew there was a church in the grounds of Castle Dracula? You know, exactly. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, were I, they I, I, were I, they devout Catholics back then, though, in Romania? Uh, well, Ro- I I mean, Romania. Uh, there's the whole split: the Orthodox and the uh, and the Romania's yeah, it was, Catholic yeah, side, correct. but uh, that's that's right where the split is between the two oh, the two okay. churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was it wasn't a Catholic church; it was what whatever John is suggesting. That's what I remember. Eastern Orthodox. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So my last question to you guys: We obviously have the Super Bowl today. John's John's a big fan. Um, are you Eugene? Do you, or do you plan on watching? Uh, no, much, much like I, I just suggested, I pay attention to sports insofar as I want the teams of people who I don't like to lose. <laughs> That's it. So if I don't like you and I know you have a team, you know, when your team loses somewhere in the world, I'm sitting there smiling, chortling, right? <laughs> so all the guys I don't like who are Eagles fans, if they lose today, know I'll be laughing. And same with Kansas City. Other than that, I have zero interest in the sport. All right. John, I know you'll be watching. Who are you pulling for? Uh, I'm pulling for no one, really, but because neither, you know, but uh, I guess Kansas City because of the upset and uh, Mahomes, I think, is an all time great QB and he's, you know, playing with an injury. But I, I think Philadelphia is going to win. They look really impressive. But, you know, as a real American, I support this game. Unlike Eugene, who turns his back on our national pastime. Nah, John is there. He's there for the halftime show. Stop it. 
<laughs> yeah, the commercials. I'm there to watch the commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be lip syncing and dancing to the Rihanna songs. You know, I know, I know, John. Uh, she's she's halftime this year. Yes, cannot okay. wait. Yes, I yes, I will yes. probably be missing. No, I won't be. I'll be some. I know when I'm there. I'm gonna be watching the halftime. So, but I was not aware who the halftime. I'm glad. I'm I'm, I'm glad Trump, Trump has expressed a musical opinion about Rihanna. I, I was kind of waiting for that. What did he <laughs> yeah, say? I'm so happy. What did he say? I didn't know. Yeah, he's called her wet trash or something like that. <laughs> She's really falling off. Thank you, music critic Trump. I, I thought he was going to be like, her earlier albums were better. So, you know, I that, thought that, that, that was. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. He, he wants know, to Rihanna crap on somebody. Wanted... He should crap on Roger Waters right about now. Oh, yeah. That guy. You know, Rihanna's one of the Roger smartest. Waters like those I was I was a talent. I did everything. I I I me me I I and now he's re-recording uh, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> I, I can't believe how much I, how much I've sided with that. You know, I never imagined I'd be a Gilmore guy this late on the, in the yep. history. But yep. yeah, I'm I'm fully on yep. Team Gilmore. You know, Rihanna yeah. Rihanna's and then, and one then of then the with, smartest. With Waters <laughs> said that that Ukraine doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 done. Um, <clears throat> Rihanna's one of the smartest chicks out there, though, because she managed to get her entire catalog of music from the start. She never allowed anyone yep. to co-opt it, so she is one of the only people out there that's owned her catalog from the start, and that's unheard of. Yep. Like nobody. That's why has she's their a own. billionaire at like thirty something. Yeah, she's insanely wealthy and her um her line of lingerie which is for men and women is oh oh they got my, keep my wildly popular her fancy beauty line crazy popular i mean she is just and then she does this song for black panther wakanda forever i loved it her voice is mm. incredible mm. what range but anyway she she's not a businessman she's a businessman yeah, yeah, exactly, Sorry. exactly. But anyways, it's yeah. time for us to wrap. Eugene, I'll start with you this week. I got, I think I'm going to, uh, I think I haven't written the Substack yet. I've been working on it. It's going to be on Madonna. Uh, uh, and this week I got the, uh, I have to put my galleys to sleep for the memoir, uh, which uh, I have to add a few more photos and a few more captions other than that. It is done and off the bed. Um, show stomper. And I talk about this weekend and about the, my Dagestani thing. And if the shoes fit on Tuesday, and I think that's all I got. I got surgery on the twenty fourth. So what? providing I live through that. What? What? What are you? Oh having yeah, surgery the, the, for? Uh, the Achilles tendon, the oh. debridement of. Uh, e. Turns out I have this thing called Hagelin's deformity, where the bone has grown up. And is cutting the inside of my Achilles tendon, which is now 50% detached on my left leg, which has been affecting my gait, which is why if you see me walk, you're like, oh, look at that old guy. <laughs> you know, oh. so uh, it's affected my, my being able to run and rolling and all that stuff. So I finally decided to take care of it. And uh, February 24th, I have to like, like the dog in the cartoon for 10 days afterward, literally, I can't leave the, the, the couch. My leg has to be raised. So I, I apologize for putting that curse on you. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. Think, yeah. I didn't think that the doll would work. I didn't think that stuff, the effigies <laughs> worked. Yeah, man. Yeah. I should probably have it done on both sides, that and my wrist and so on. But but it is what it is. I'm glad to be done with it. 
Well, so like right. I said, providing they don't kill me, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, okay, we are we... all rooting for your survival. Now, John, <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> John, what do you nah, have going nah. well, on? Well, the doctor, the, 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 sur- the, sur- the surgeon is great. He's like a world-renowned authority. And I, I go, well, at least, you know, get this over. I'll be able to feel a lot better. He goes, I don't say that. That's <laughs> like, he's like, no guarantees. He, I go, what, why am I even doing this then? He goes, well, you can just stay the way things are now. Uh, I'm giving you a chance. That's what you're doing it for. I go, okay, I'll take the chance. So. All right. John, what you got going? And also, hello, that's a great article you got up on the uh, the new restrictive con uh contracts for the ufc well where do where do we see that information bloody elbow yeah well where did it appear before bloody elbow it appeared Uh, on your show uh, yeah we talked about that of course we got you know not as many lists readers but uh we got an article up in bloody elbow well first thing i'm doing i'm going to start to go fund me to raise money to pay off the doctor to to, to cripple eugene so that's my first step (laughs) i'm going to do this week (laughs) so if you want to donate feel free step two is we got uh an article bloody elbow me and anton uh did an article based basically on what I we talked about on last week's uh, if the shoe fits pod not if the shoe fits podcast on uh hey. on the hey not the face podcast I can't I got so many, too many damn podcasts going on right now the hey not the face podcast we went through the changes in the UFC contract we have an article up on it too it's more in depth on the podcast but a lot of you guys don't have thirty minutes because you're lazy so we did a, a, an article covering it. Uh, so that's that. And, uh, I got, uh, I'm not on if the shoes fits this week. I don't think, I don't think I have another article coming out, but I think we'll probably be recording next week. So look forward to another, uh, Hey, not the face podcast. And you have several other contacts. How's your book? How's your book coming, John? Uh, good, good, good. We're, we moved up the, <laughs> moved up the schedule from 2038 to 2026. Uh, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say, uh, Steph, before we were rudely interrupted by this man over here? I have no idea. <laughs> I forgot. No, <laughs> like, oh, oh, I like no. when you guys interact, so I just sit back and let you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it is. it's like it's like the the dark night scene where where the Joker comes in and throws the pool sticks to the two guys and says, "Here, you know, the three of them, <laughs> yeah, room, yeah, one more member of my, my Wait, organization." Real quick, you you mentioned yeah. the Joker. They're they're doing a Joker too, based off Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Did you guys like that Joker? I I liked the movie. Um, I, I did too, I just... but I mean, do, does it need another one? No. Well, I guess I, I would say no, but I guess it depends on what the, the if they have an interesting con. I'm hoping the I mean the joke was that they're going to do a, a full musical just to piss off comic book fans, and then you hear that Lady Gaga's in. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to do that. I wonder if they'll do that, which would be kind of interesting. Go completely against what the comic book fans want. But what's sad to me is, as much as I enjoyed the Joker and I thought it was good, all it is is really you know Martin Scorsese movies and other '70s movies. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like it. Yes, people won't watch those movies. It's like, well, people won't see the King of Comedy or Taxi Driver or the elements of Network we're in it too in Dog Day Afternoon. They won't see those types of movies anymore. But if we put it in a superhero comic book packaging, they'll watch it. That's made it was partly made it enjoyable for me because it had that kind of seventies aesthetic. But at the same time, it's like it's sad that you people won't tune in for those type won't show up for those types of movies. So we have to put the Joker in it. You know, I just, I just. Here you go, man. Here, here, here's, here, <laughs> here's a blast from the past. Cinderella Liberty. 
Don't know it. Cinderella. John? Wait, that's the 70s movie with, um, oh my God. It's, uh, it's, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing. Oh, James Conn. Jimmy Conn. Right? No, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid and uh, Jack Nicholson. No, Cinderella Liberty. That's that one. Cinderella Liberty had James Caan and uh, I can't remember the woman, but uh, Eli Eli Wallach. Oh no! I'm sure we, of that we a, uh, one of one one of us is desperately confused. It could be me. Yeah, yeah. You're you're thinking of a different movie. What you're thinking? What movie now? With who in it? Where they were tr- where they were trying to get the guy. And he was a an wall, and they were trying to get oh, him in jail. No, that, Tisha was Randy last, Quaid. The last last detail. That's the last, last detail. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank Cinderella you. Cinderella Love is the other one. Yeah. So I look at that. I got it right. Both yeah. 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 In your face. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I met some guy who was uh, who was a uh, a, a Roger Corman uh, devotee, and I was trying to remember your connection to Roger Corman to to impress him, but I couldn't remember it. Well, I briefly worked for him in the '90s back when they were they really were falling apart, but uh, mostly it was just sweeping the. Floor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got I got that right then. That's what I said. Yeah. All right, good. Awesome. All right, so John, social media, please. Oh, at Hey Not the Face. At Hey Not the Face. So there you have it, folks. That's a wrap. Until next time, which is next week. Please stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow Presents production. To check out more of our content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. We're also on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you'll get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, the Level Change Podcast, the MMA Bivis Section, the 6th Round Post-Fight Show, 6th Round Retro, the MMA Depressed Us, Crooklyn's Corner, Exclusive Fighter Interviews, Show Money, Guest Podcasts, the Hey Not The Face podcast, and radio-style play-by-play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Bloody Elbow blog, and as always, on BloodyElbow.com. <laughs>